You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. This episode is about how to navigate the holidays with your weight loss goals in mind. This is actually kind of an overview of a masterclass that I did for all of our one-on-one club and foundations clients right before Thanksgiving to help set them up for success throughout the holidays. Those of you who are on the wait list for the January round of foundations, you'll actually get the recording of the masterclass as one of the bonuses. So it's a full 90-minute training with a workbook, walking through much more in-depth all the things that I'm going to talk about in this episode. So if you're interested in that, go to estheravan.com slash foundations and sign up for the waitlist. So I actually pulled the pulled the audience in my free Facebook group, Live Diet Free, and my clients and asked, like, what are your biggest concerns about the holidays? What makes you feel stressed rather than excited? So the answers kind of boiled down to about three general categories. First one was figuring out how to enjoy holiday favorites without just going totally off the rails and like coming coming to in January and being like, oh no. The second was how to handle uncomfortable social situations. Maybe people are pressuring you to eat or drink things you don't want to. Maybe you have company and you feel weird exercising, things like that. And then the third was just general kind of disruptions to routine, whether traveling or having people in your space and just kind of being away from like the the safety of just doing what you've always done. So I want to go over all of those things today and help give you some suggestions for these next couple of weeks here. So we're kind of going into that time where it's like nobody really knows what day of the week it is or um, what's really going on in in the week of like Christmas and New Year's. So hopefully this will help you stay a little bit grounded and not feel like it's just a, a slippery slope of eating and drinking all the things until next year. So one thing I want to remind you, and that's really an underlying theme throughout all of this, is that you are in control. You do not always need to make weight loss your priority, but whatever choices you make are up to you. So go into the next couple of weeks taking complete ownership of what you do and don't do. If you decide, I just want to eat all the cookies and I want to drink all the eggnog and I want to drink all the wine and then I'll deal with it in January, that's up to you. That's fine. If you also want to say, I don't want to do those things. I've done that before. Doesn't like make me feel good. Don't want to set myself up to have to kind of dig out of this hole in January. That's up to you as well. You are in control of your choices. So take ownership of them. And remind yourself that you don't lack willpower. If you're telling yourself that you do, if you're telling yourself that you can't enjoy the holidays without eating all the things, that you can't make it through without gaining weight, that you're just powerless to you know, whatever, then that's how you're going to act. But the reality of it is you don't lack willpower. You can enjoy yourself and you will make it through the holidays without gaining weight. If you decide to do that, you always have a choice and you get to decide where your priorities are. 
So even though it might seem like the next couple weeks are just this like eating and drinking frenzy where there's like nothing to do. You're stuck at home. It's cold. You don't have anywhere to go. You might as well just get some pleasure from food and drinks. Most of your meals can be normal if you want them to. You may have, you know, a a Christmas meal or whatever holiday you celebrate. You may have a New Year's Eve meal that's special. But for the most part, you can be eating normal breakfasts, normal lunches, mostly normal dinners. So the frequency of the temptations and the opportunities to indulge don't need to be as frequent as you might feel that they are. So a couple things to consider like on the day of a, a holiday. It can be helpful to give yourself some like minimums where I know this is going to be kind of a crazy day, but if I at least do A, B, and C today, I'm going to feel good about it. So you figure out what that is. Maybe it's I'm going to go for a 10-minute walk and just kind of set my intentions for the day. Maybe it's I'm going to start the meal with a salad. Maybe it's I'm going to have two glasses of wine and then switch to something else. You get to decide what they are, but kind of pre-committing yourself to those decisions can make it a lot easier to actually follow through in the moment. Another thing that can be really helpful is to give some thought to which foods and drinks are actually worth the indulgence for you. Not all of them are. A lot of times we just eat and drink things because they're available. And yeah, we might enjoy them some, but if we actually stop and think, they're not necessarily worth the trade-off. And this is a breakthrough I've had a lot of clients mention since Thanksgiving was actually paying attention at Thanksgiving and noticing, oh, you know what? Like those rolls that I always go out of my way to make, they're not that good. Nobody in the family really cares for them. We always eat them, but it's because they're there. They're nobody's favorite. Next year, we won't make them anymore. Or... I had a few bites of this casserole and then I realized eh, it wasn't great. I could do without it. So I didn't eat the rest of it. Those are such big wins. So think about what are your like non-negotiables? Like I don't want to eat this meal or I don't want to go through, you know, the holiday season without having X thing. Okay, great. What are the things that you don't really care about? Like for me, I couldn't care less about eggnog. I've had maybe a couple glasses because I felt like it's festive and, and I should, and it'll help me like be in the spirit. I'm like, eh, you know what? Like for, for what it's costing out of my food budget, I'd much rather have something else instead. So think about like the, the give and take that you are willing to make. And when you think about it in advance, it will help you make better in the moment decisions about when you want to indulge. Another thing to keep in mind is you can build your plate in a way that kind of supports your goals, but still allows you to have those non-negotiables. So if you make a big chunk of your plate vegetables, say half your plate is veggies, you get a lean protein in there, your ham or your turkey or your, um, I don't know what else people eat, shrimp, I don't know, um, takes up you know a quarter of the plate, then you've got about a quarter of the plate for your higher carb, higher fat sides that might not be providing as many nutrients, but just enhance you know the experience of the meal. It's also a great opportunity to practice estimating your portion sizes. So if you're going somewhere, you don't want to bring a food scale, obviously. And if you're at home, totally up to you. But part of why you track your food in the first place is to help you develop the ability to eyeball when you need to. So practice estimating. How big do I think this portion of protein is? It's about the size of my palm. It's about the size of two palms. And do some eyeballing from there to 
kind of double check yourself and, and practice. Okay, this is what I've been working on. How good have I gotten? Another thing to keep in mind is that there are a whole bunch of kind of intangible areas of focus that you can do no matter what you're eating or who you're with or where you are. And that's things like eating slowly. So rather than just chowing down, coming up for air when your plate's empty, going back for more and hardly tasting anything, you put your fork down, you try to match the slowest eater at the table, you chew more, and you actually taste the food that you're eating, it's gonna help you enjoy it more, it's gonna help you feel more satisfied after, and by slowing down, it's gonna help you pay more attention to when you're starting to get satisfied so that you don't just mindlessly eat to the point that you're stuffed. You can also work on the kind of mindset side of things where you don't let yourself go down that all or nothing road of, oh, I ate X food, which is bad. So I might as well, might as well say, screw it to the whole day. Or, you know, you're telling yourself a certain food is special because it's in a special colored wrapper when in reality you could have it any time and you normally don't. So you can think, I guess that's kind of the gist here is like, stop and think. <laughs> Stop and pay attention to what you're eating, why you're eating it, how it's tasting. Do you want to keep going? Have you had enough? And um, those will help a ton with how you feel during the meal and how you feel afterwards. Another thing that can help is to give yourself some personal rules. And I don't mean these in the sense of like diet rules that, you know, oh, okay, you can't have bread at dinner, but more so rules for yourself to help you pre-commit to certain behaviors that you know you want to take. So if you wait till you're in the moment and you're super tempted, then it's going to be a lot harder to follow through on the thing that you want to do. Whereas if you've kind of programmed your brain to figure it out, it's a lot easier. So I like an if then format where you say like, if I make cookies with the kids, then I will have two and then put the rest in the freezer or things like that. So that when a likely scenario happens, you're just like, Oh, I already planned for this. I know what to do. The last thing that I think is helpful to think about here is what's like an underlying feeling that you want to have throughout the next couple of weeks. Do you want to be feeling proud? Do you want to be feeling in control? Do you want to be feeling happy, balanced, healthy, things like that? If you have this like feeling of the season, then you can just kind of ask yourself, is this decision going to help me feel proud? Is eating this thing going to help me feel proud? And I'm actually reading a book right now that referenced something. I can't remember which, can't remember which Olympics it was or which team it was or which country it was, but the gist was there was this team. It might've been a, a crew team, maybe from the UK that hadn't won since like 1912 or something. And they had this like mantra for the season, which was, will this make the boat go faster? And at every decision they were faced with, they would ask themselves, will this make the boat go faster? Will having the second beer make the boat go faster? No? Okay, not going to do it. Will you know these new heavier uniforms help the boat go faster? No? Okay, let's not get them. Um, and I think that that's exactly what applies here is kind of know what your end goal is and double check yourself. Is this thing going to help with that thing? And then lastly on this front, like, what, what do you do if you mess up? Because you're gonna, you're gonna slip up and it's not a big deal. You're gonna do, you're gonna follow all the things I said and you're still gonna eat too much or drink too much. And that is not a problem. It only becomes a problem if you let it get in your head 
and you latch onto this thought that um, whatever you did means you're going to be a fat failure forever. And then you continue to beat yourself while you're down and continue to make the same, you know, quote unquote mistake over and over again to like make yourself feel as badly as possible. So if you do find yourself in a position where you do something you didn't want to, you're not feeling great about it, be kind to yourself. The same compassion you would give to your daughter or your mother, that's what you should give to yourself. Think about what you would say to one of those people. And that should be the inner monologue that you say to yourself when you are in that position. You're nice to yourself. You see if there's something you can learn in there. You wipe the slate clean and then you just make your next choice a good one that helps you embody that kind of feeling that you want for the rest of the year. So that's sort of the first um, umbrella of situations. The second is the maybe social pressure of people commenting on your food choices, telling you to live a little, asking about your diet. A couple things I want to remind you of here are that people's comments are more about them than they are about you. And you're not responsible for making other people comfortable. You can do whatever you want. That's your responsibility. Other people don't get to dictate that for you. So make acting in a way that makes you happy and proud your priority. And a little bit of ribbing or social you know, pressure or discomfort shouldn't make you change the things that you're doing to better your health and better your life. So if you'll be around people who you think might be pushing food, go into the plan. If you know that you're going to get written out of grandma's will if you don't have her pecan pie, then plan for a little bit. No big deal. If you know that some family members are going to get it and maybe be on similar journeys or have been before or just like laid back and don't care, make them your allies. Sit near them, hang out with the people who are going to make your life easier and not harder. And then if people actually do say something, there's a lot of things that you can do to kind of get out of that situation. And a lot of them depend on sort of your personality. You can be very direct and just say like, it's really rude of you to be commenting on my weight. Please don't do that. Do that again. You can be a little bit more passive and just kind of shrug it off or be dismissive and say like, oh, I'm glad you're concerned, but like, did you see, you know, mom's haircut? You can give some white lies. Oh, you know, I don't think that dairy really agrees with me. So I'm just going to skip that for, for now. Um, you can make jokes. You can, um, just say no, thank you. There's a lot that you can do. And really you just need to kind of think about the situations you'll be in and how the people you'll be around would best respond and practice it, practice in the mirror saying no, thank you, or I'm going to have some later, or I've had enough and go in, say it with confidence and remember that it is not the end of the world to turn down more food. If you're going to be traveling or out of your routines because you have guests or things like that, one thing to remember is that it's not so much what you do every day, but that you make an effort most days. So yeah, travel is going to be disruptive. You're, you're out of routine and it's going to take more effort to do what you normally do. So think about what you're actually like willing to give. You might have to scale back. If you typically ride your Peloton for 45 minutes and now you're going to be in a hotel, well, that's not going to happen. So what can you do instead? The idea is to move more days than you don't. So can you go for a walk? Can you do a body weight workout? Can you go to the playground with the kids and you know put together an obstacle course there? 
Think in terms of what can you do? How often and in what ways is it feasible to move your body? Where are you going to be staying? What are you going to have access to? Is there a fridge? Is there a kitchen? What kind of restaurants are nearby? It's really just about planning in advance and not walking into some situation blind and then throwing up your hands and feeling like you had no control over it. So on that note, being flexible is huge. Some things are going to be out of your control and they shouldn't totally throw you for a loop. If you were expecting to have a full kitchen in your hotel room and instead you have a microwave, that shouldn't be an excuse to throw the whole plan out the window. Instead, it should be an opportunity to say, all right, I can think on my feet. This is fine. I can do whatever instead. So just being flexible in the face of the unexpected is a really good way to roll the punches and avoid the on-off switch of just making no effort whatsoever. Similar to some of what I've talked about earlier is reminding yourself that like not everything on a trip is special. If there's a continental breakfast and there's pancakes that have been sitting out for an hour and you're like, oh, pancakes, ask yourself, do I eat pancakes every day at home? Are these actually going to be good pancakes? Do I need these? Or am I just telling myself that they're special because they're at a hotel? So just kind of think in terms of how much of my day-to-day life can I replicate on this trip? Where can I anchor myself so that each day I'm doing something familiar and comfortable that feels kind of routine? If for no other reason than to A, help you feel grounded to some normalcy and B, make it easier to get back to your day-to-day when you get home. And that's kind of the final piece of travel is don't let your forward planning stop when the trip begins. Before you leave, actually think in terms of what you can do to set yourself up for success when you get back. So maybe it's leaving a clean set of workout clothes at home so that doing laundry as soon as you get back doesn't need to be a priority in order for you to get a workout in. Maybe it's ordering meal delivery or getting some Trader Joe's frozen meals in the fridge so that the first couple days when you get back, you don't need to worry about cooking. Maybe it's just scheduling groceries to get delivered the day you get back or committing to a workout with a friend for that first day so that you just kind of slip back into those routines. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Just a couple of final reminders that the holidays are supposed to be about family, fun, relaxing, not stressing about food. So try not to let your concerns ruin what should be a really enjoyable time of year, even if this year is a little bit weird. Remember that the holidays and the meals and the events are supposed to be fun times with loved ones. And that at the end of the day, if you're doing the best you can to act in a way that you're proud of, that's all you ever need to do. And don't be too hard on yourself about being less than perfect. So again, if you are on the foundations wait list, you will have access to this full masterclass training when we open enrollment, which I think will be today, uh, December 21st, estraven.com slash foundations. And I hope you guys have an awesome week of Christmas and New Year's, and I will be back next week. Thank you for listening to the Live Diet Free podcast. I'd love if you joined my free Facebook group. It's got the same name, Live Diet Free. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash live diet free and you'll find about four years worth of trainings, resources, recipes, workouts. And I also do weekly accountability threads and more. 